Welcome to episode three of Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. On today's episode, we have Martin Lind, president and CEO of the Water Valley Company out in Northern Colorado. Now, Martin Lind, he also is also the owner of uh, the Colorado Eagles hockey team and uh, a great friend of mine. And so we talk about really about his story on how he started the Water Valley Company and what it took to really grow it to the company that it is today and the empire that it is today in Northern Colorado. So we talk about a whole variety of topics. There's some surprises in the podcast as well. Some of the surprises uh, caught me off guard and uh, hopefully you uh, enjoy hearing from Martin Lynn's story. Well, Martin, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast and very much appreciate our our relationship and uh, thank you for taking the time. Well, of course, Ken. To, to be a Glad part to be of here. this, yeah. So, um, so Martin, tell us a little about a little bit about what the Water Valley Company is. So, the Water Valley Company has been invented over the last thirty-five years. Um, started out as a just a land purchase, and then we ended up being a mining company. We mined out alluvium aggregate and uh, started a company called Pooter Tech Aggregate. And we had a very creative land plan in the wake of taking out the rock. And with that, we left these beautiful, historically looking lakes and golf course area and started a company called Water Valley. And that would have been in the early 90s. And, and uh, it's been a lot of trials and tribulations, but, you know, overnight success 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so how did you start the Water Valley Company? So it just, it was one to the next to the next, and mm-hmm. uh, we needed a name for the, the land development. And then the land development was successful. So we started a more of an umbrella company called the Water Valley Companies, which does a lot of things underneath its umbrella. And the Water Valley name is uh, iconic in Northern Colorado now, and it's recognized as uh, fun, fruitful, and successful. So we started the Water Valley Companies, which puts the umbrella over the top of all of our sub companies, which is everything from mining and uh, mineral exploration to family entertainment, golf, uh, hockey, American Hockey League, professional hockey, and lots of lots of different uh, legs yeah. of the octopus for sure. Well, tell us a bit about the newest golf course that you So Rain up. Dance, yeah. So we've developed 45 holes of golf now here in Windsor, Colorado. And mm-hmm. the first 18 was Pelican Lakes. Then we added nine, which is Pelican Falls. And then we added eight, 18 more of Rain Dance National, which is uh, – uh, designed by Fred Funk, PGA champion, and uh, Harrison Minshew, which was the lead architect for Arnie Palmer for 30 years. So we're super excited about it, and it's getting an uh, awful lot of accolades. the longest golf course in America, and it was just um, voted top 10 in the nation, actually number two by Sports Illustrated and by Golf Digest and by Kingdom, and just getting a lot of accolades. So awesome. pretty excited about that one. Awesome. So I know starting up the Water Valley Company was probably not easy. Right. And I know you've you shared some of the stories um, of the many obstacles that you faced in, right. in really building, I, I would call it almost an empire, what, what it is today. Right. So what were some of the obstacles that you faced in starting this up in the early days? So it's funny you use the word empire. Um, I was all proud, not arrogantly proud, but just proud of the fact that we survived that recession in 08. And, you know, we've had a pretty big footprint on the small community of Windsor and we've got some pretty big influence in Loveland right now. And, and, uh, I went to Rome several years ago. Now that's an empire. Yeah. 
so so the romans built something that uh has lasted thousands of years and is magnificent so i was pretty humbled by what they did versus what we've done here but nonetheless we're super excited to still be in business here and um the water valley companies has developed about four thousand acres in the communities here and and we're really proud of what we've done because uh we have one of the fastest appreciating home prices in all of northern colorado and that's a testimony to good land planning happy residents, happy appraisers, everything from uh, the live, work, play theme that we wanted to come up with that is working to the sustainability of our neighborhoods. And so, yeah, we're just, we really think that we're, we're, uh, we're in a great spot. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what continued to push you to grow the Water Valley Company as it is today? Well, I, I literally grew up farming. So I grew up with this kind of really cool work ethic and um the the fruits of the labor you don't see right away you have to wait for harvest and so i grew up with a patient um a, a w ability to be patient waiting for the reward and you know land development you don't get into it for get rich quick right mm -hmm. it's a it's a 30-year trajectory and if you just survive it you're one of the exceptions to to make money is really an exception so we uh, and the other thing is most developers don't live or office on their projects because land development is very difficult. Mm -hmm. They're they're usually uh, in a, even in a different state. But as you know, our offices are right in the middle of all of our projects, and yeah. I live a half a mile from our projects, and my family all lives here. So we're we're really tangible to the people we do business with, mm -hmm. and and it pays it pays dividends because if there's a problem, it comes to us first, and we fix it. So to to have a successful organization such as that you've grown, um, it takes a lot of intentionality, effort, and ultimately it takes great leadership. Um, so what's, what's your take on leadership and, and what, what type of leader are you? So you, you, leadership has got to have core values that resonate with the troops. And so, you know, our core values are faith and family. And so country, faith and family and, and, uh, the people that work for us believe in those beliefs and that belief system. And so the insubordination of someone not believing in the trajectory or the ideology, um, they don't last long here, but the people that do believe in it and they see the rewards and what it does for our communities, uh, they're all in. There's a, um, there's an old fable that I love using when you ask about, you know, leadership and how, how to keep sustainability. There's an old story of two farmers, sitting on a country road and the farmer on the one side of the road just had horrible crops and the farmer on the other side of the road had terrific crops, but yet it's all the same earth, right? It's the same land, just a road between the two properties. And the guy with the bad crops says to the guy with the good crops, what are you putting on your fields to make your crops so good? And he says, I put my shadow on them. And so we use that around here all the time, our, the shadow theory. Like if you're on the property and you look down and your shadow's on it, more than likely you're gonna make a better decision then you're three zip codes away and you really don't know what's going on. So we really try to put our shadow on everything we do. Awesome. Uh, you, one thing you mentioned, one of your values is faith. Yeah. And um, so what, what does that mean for you and how has that helped your journey for the Water Valley Company? So I, I believe we're tenants, right? Yeah, we're here for a, a very short period of time. And that my, my faith is, is a very devout Christian faith that says there's a greater good that we need to do with every decision. And uh, if you do an Excel spreadsheet and you look to the very bottom right corner, 
when you're all done. If that's what drives you and motivates you, you're probably not going to fit well at our company. Mm -hmm. If what you're doing and what your project's accomplishing is good for the neighbors, good for the community, um, good for your family, good for your heart. Um, if you can look in the mirror every night when you go home, you, you fit great in our companies. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, there, there are people out there, and I'm one of them. <laughs> you, I've shared some of my stories mm -hmm. with you um, that really want to start their business. You know, they have this idea that's marinating. Right. They want to pursue... You know, they want to leave that that corporate job and work for themselves and right. create something that that uh, you know they have dreams to be an entrepreneur. But there's so much negativity that you know might be surrounding them, and they might be fearful mm -hmm. of uh, mm -hmm. taking truly that leap of faith to right. to right. to pursue really what their I would say that their their calling is and their purpose is. Right. So, what advice would you have for those that need the motivation to just go for it? So, so the very fundamental analogy I can give you, and I give this to all my kids, is that when that alarm clock goes off in the morning, if you reach out of a dead sleep and you hit it and you're just dreading it and you're hitting snooze 10 times because where you need to be that day, you're not excited about, you don't have adrenaline packed, you don't, you, you probably ought to look at changing occupations. And if you that alarm clock goes off and you can't wait to get wherever it is you're supposed to be that day, you're right in the right spot. The old fable is if you love what you do, you never work. Um, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Everybody's different. Everybody's got different DNA. And some people just do not like taking risk. Mm -hmm. They do not like, uh, they don't sleep good. Right? Um, we had a, the worst recession in the history of America in 08, and it was lasted a decade. And uh, I slept like a baby every night because I gave it all in every day, go home, tired, go to sleep, get up next morning, couldn't wait to go tackle all the challenges of the recession. Um, but you, you have to love what you do and you have to be comfortable with risk because mm -hmm. some people just don't like risk and that's fine, you know, and, and uh, you know, if everybody was a risk taker, there would be no opportunity. That's true. So it takes a special, um, it just takes a special DNA that it's got to be cooked into your sausage. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Um, you know, there's also mindset is a huge factor. Mm -hmm. um, there might be people that surround them that are, you know, they don't believe in what they're trying to pursue. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily, uh, you know, just work your nine to five at this X mm -hmm. company, continue mm -hmm. doing what you're doing. Why would you want to take all this risk? Um, what advice would you have in terms of having that right mindset? Well, that's getting back to basically a couple of things. One of them, your core values, you know, mm -hmm. is that risk that you're taking does it fit your core values? Um, the other thing is that that mindset of, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money on this deal. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's not a good place to start because mm -hmm. money follows success. Um, success does not follow money. Mm -hmm. So so you can spend all your money on something and never be successful. Yeah. But if you're successful at something, money will follow it. So it's reverse. And again, it gets back to that Excel spreadsheet. If the, everything that you worship is that bottom right box on that spreadsheet, because that's the money you're going to make. And you have to do all of these things that probably maybe you don't love doing or they're unethical or they're shortcutting. You're not going to like your life mm -hmm. and you won't sleep good. Yeah. What would you say has been the, the one key to your success? Um, I don't think there's one. I think it's, I think it's like making a great bread. You got to have the yeah. great ingredients. You got to have patience to let the dough rise. You got to have the right oven temperature, but 
you know, I could give you some, some, some of the ingredients. One of them is faith. You got to believe in that you're here for a greater reason. Mm -hmm. You have to have uh, tenacity mm -hmm. because you're going to get smashed and you're, the face yeah. slapping machine is going to get pretty brutal. Um, you have to have tolerance for risk, mm -hmm. but and you got to be a competitor because I don't care what you do. If you, if you just lay down when the going gets tough, you're not a competitor, you're not going to survive. Yeah. So you got to outthink, outwork, outsmart, um, out, be more tenacious. Um, doesn't mean you, that tenacity and, uh, being ethical are a lot, a lot of times confused. They, mm -hmm. there, there's no blurred line there mm -hmm. being ethical and honorable while you do it, but being tenacious, those are good virtues. Mm actually learn something. Ah, there you go. Yeah, actually, <laughs> just learn something. Well, I also just learned that we have a commonality in faith, which I never knew. I, yeah, I saw on your book experts. They, yeah, they, yeah, I love yeah. that. So I, I never knew that. And so I wanted to touch yeah. on that a little bit. You know, there are those that are listening and that may not believe in faith and spirit, right. spirituality. Right. And, you know, in the, in the book, Navigation Discovery, I don't necessarily push faith. You know, you need to believe in this, but right. hey, right. this is my story and I want you to learn from Right. What would you say? You know, there's there's many people that are listening that are just lost. Right. You know, they don't have something that they believe in. They right. define themselves by what they do on a day to day. They or define what they have. What they have. Right. right. Their title. Well, what advice would you give for people that are lost and trying to find their way in life? So I worked for a guy that um, had every Ferrari, every jet, every big entertainer bus there was. He was one of the most miserable, unsaluable people I've ever met. And I, I realized early on that money, money is the, one of the most evil things if it's not properly directed. Mm. And the pursuit of money is uh, even more evil. So faith is where you, it doesn't matter what your means are, where you live, what you drive. It means that you in your heart know what you're doing every day is for a greater good. And you get to go see Jesus someday, right? Yeah. And that, and that um, you have the ability to not have the fanciest car in the parking lot, but your heart's the most pure. Mm -hmm. And that's something that everybody can control. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, times are tough. You know, people challenge faith all the time. Mm -hmm. There's a great fable about people that, um, that challenge faith and say, hey, you know, I, I prayed for a miracle for my mom to get, survived cancer and she died. So, yeah. And, and so there was a guy being asked that and he said, well, you know, when, when I pray for wisdom, um, God gives me challenges, yeah. gives me puzzles. Yeah. When I pray for health, he gives me obstacles, you know, and, and that, that's really what it's about because none of us are entitled. None of us are pure. Mm -hmm. None of us are entitled to just snap our finger and say, Hey God, I need this. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you have good peripheral vision and you look around and all your blessings, um, you, you really, really uh, take a humble look at life mm -hmm. and life is peaceful. Then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things is, you know, there, there are people that believe in faith and spirituality mm -hmm. or whatever that might be, but it, they feel like, and I've felt this before and I talk mm -hmm. about it in the book where sometimes the journey is just so hard and then mm -hmm. you wonder why do I want to pursue this? And right. Right. I, I, I'll get my self fulfillment from, you know, the cars and what I have, mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. title, um, so what, what advice do you have for people that, you know, it, it's where that journey is so much more difficult for them, uh, believing in, in faith and spirituality. So if someone's 
having a rough day, rough life, rough month. Mm -hmm. um, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Life's hard, right? But don't think for a second that you can't walk within 10 feet of where you're standing right now and find somebody with harder challenges or rougher life. Mm -hmm. And so when you start getting self-pity and saying, what was me and, and why is this life so hard on me? You know, that's, that's a good recognition of, of just flipping it and saying, okay, life's hard on me and I'm, I'm missing joy in this thing. Mm -hmm. What can I do in that little tiny lane of my life to eliminate the things that take away my joy and add more things that do? And that can be people, places, things, whatever. And if you just categorize your life from work to social to relationships and push joy into each one of those lanes, in milliseconds, mm -hmm. your life will get better. Mm -hmm. And it could be, it could be things you're putting in your body, things you're drinking, thing, things like that. And, you know, that's, that's a cavalier way because addiction is really, really hard and it's really big in our world right now. Yeah. And, but, but there's a trajectory and there's a path forward. But, but if you don't have faith, you know, I always tell everybody, I don't know how people without faith do it mm -hmm. because you have nowhere to lean. You have nowhere to go. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty selfish with thinking that I have, uh, I get, a, I get to have a pass every night to that faith. Mm, yeah. That's awesome. Um, another faith question. Sorry about No, I just, I just really enjoyed Heck this yeah. conversation. Um, you know, you, you are, you yourself and the company is really in the public eye mm -hmm. and you know, you, you own this company, you mm -hmm. own a hockey team. You're very well known right. in, in Colorado and probably around the U S. Um, and you might face some adversity due to some projects. What do you do uh, in your daily life to keep yourself centered? And you know, what do you do in terms of making sure that you, you keep yourself centered in faith? Well, one of the things is, is I'm in a little different phase in my life right now because I was taking huge risks for the last 40 years. Mm. And uh, um, that almost got me. Like that risk taker... Yeah. Um, that spirit is a little bit gone from me now and I don't have to take the risks I did. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, the world has moved on and they won't allow you to take the risks. Mm -hmm. I was borrowing money from bankers that didn't even know what a global cash flow, nor did I back in the nineties. Mm -hmm. They would just look at your financials and there wasn't even credit scores back then. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, uh, um, I had the opportunity to take more risk because lending was easier. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but in my life now, when, when you know, I think the question was, what do you do when you're beat up on the, your stress level? And mm -hmm. yeah, I just like, I'm, I go, well, I can't do anything about that. So that doesn't get any more of my time. Yeah. I can fix this over here. So I'm going to lean into that. We use the word, I haven't said this yet, but we use the word lean in all the time. My CFO Gary Curry uses it all the time. But when you get a certified letter, in the mail that you just dread opening. Um, my favorite thing is go to the person that sent it to me and open it in front of him mm. and just say, well, I'm, whatever this is, I probably don't have the ability to fix it myself, but between you who want me to fix this and me, I bet we can fix it. And so we lean into those issues mm. and thank God the recession has gone and all of those are gone. But I, you know, I had 14 credits. Uh, I was a, a borrower of 14 different institutions back when the crash hit and, some of them, I wasn't even a, I was a very minor owner, but I was personally guaranteed on the big note. And so, you know, it was wild, last guy standing. And then uh, I got to take care, I got to be the janitor. I called myself a janitor yeah. for 10 years, cleaning everything up. 
Um, would you have done differently, something differently over the years that you've had this, this company? Um, fundamentally, you know, when you start with nothing, you kind of have a cavalier attitude. Well, I started with nothing and if I lose, mm -hmm. I'll start over. Um, that's okay for the first five or 10 years because you're still young and youth yeah. and energy. But um, I would, I would have had a lot more really good legal advice on the documents going in because there's a fable and nothing's more expensive than a cheap lawyer. And, uh, you know, when you don't have any money, you really can't afford the big law firms and the, and the well-written documents. And, um, and that get comes back to haunt you. Like when you're separating a partnership, Yeah. my first partnerships, we didn't even have buy sell agreements. Mm -hmm. So then when it comes time to buy sell or a partner wants out, you have to navigate that on this uncharted territory and there's no roadmap in place. And yeah. there's completely, um, uh, unparalleled expectations. And so if you have a really good document, if you're going in a partnership and you have a really good buy sell and everybody has a very strict rails on the uh, lane that they're going to exit on and how it makes that so much more peaceful. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's what I would have done is right. had more expensive lawyers when I started. Yeah. <laughs> so as we kind of wrap it up, I want to just highlight, you know, the water Valley company. Uh -huh. uh, one of the recent milestones you mentioned was the rain dance golf course. Right. Um, what are some of the other milestones and accomplishments recently that you want to highlight for Water Valley? So, so yeah, and Cameron, you know this. So we've got a pretty broad tent, mm -hmm. and uh, we've been buying properties, um, entitling them, mm -hmm. putting the streets in, subdividing, starting HOAs, and all that stuff. But so the the next phase of our companies is what we call staying under the tent. So we're not going to expand the tent anymore. We're going to stay under, and there's all kinds of leftover assets that we have and a big one is family entertainment stuff so we have golf yeah we're building a bunny hill snow hill um it's gonna be pretty sophisticated we still love skiing and snowing right here in windsor colorado mm -hmm. snow uh snowboarding snow tubes um in the summertime we'll be doing zip lining and coasters and all that stuff mm -hmm. concerts so we're going to stay we're going to stay under the tent on our assets and we're going to get into hospitality family and corporate retreat that kind mm -hmm. of stuff and just keep building underneath them. Um, we'll be building some cottages and hotels and awesome. where we really want to bring um, family and corporate resort entertainment to Windsor, Colorado. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome to hear. Well, final question is more of a personal question. Okay. Um, what, you know, my story and kind of what I want to achieve uh, and my plans. Um, what is some advice that you have for me moving forward? Sleep good, hit that alarm clock. And if you love where you're going, you're in the right spot. Yeah. Um, be comfortable with risk. Mm -hmm. When you're an entrepreneur, it's so lonely. Mm -hmm. Like you, you're not, when you're an entrepreneur, you're the guy, right? You're, you're at the tip of the spear. So okay. all of the headwinds are, you hit them first. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have a group that sits around a, a cafeteria that says, hey, let's all go bowling tonight. Yeah. When you, it's a lonely business. So you got to create your own um, environment for entertainment. You got to be the tip of the spear. You have to have great peripheral vision. And by that, it's literally what I'm talking about. Peripheral vision is when you're looking one way, but you see something going on to left or right. Mm -hmm. You can have the greatest company in the world and the greatest thing going on. But if some accountant is sitting in a cubicle off to the right and they're just super depressed and you're ignoring them and they got something going on and you don't pay attention to them. 
Yeah. Um, you're going to lose that person or that person's not going to be successful. So you got to get over there and say, Hey, what's going on? I notice, you know, and it's a shadow and it's mm -hmm. what I call peripheral vision. It's, it keeps you from getting Tanya Harding in the locker room, you know, and uh, yeah. you're a little bit young, but <laughs> she was the one that didn't want to compete. So she took a lead pipe after a competitor's knee, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if you know the story, but in my day, it was a big thing. And so whenever, and you're going to get, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to get Tanya Harding in every locker room. Mm. Somebody's going to try and knock you. So, yeah. Um, but that'd be the thing is uh, keep your shadow on the project and have peripheral vision oh, that's and awesome. enjoy life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Barton, you back, for, for your time and yeah. appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Yeah. Thank you. And appreciate our friendship and our yeah. relationship. That's and been very uh, respectful. Yeah. And uh, your mentorship as well. You're, yeah, you bet. Anytime. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in for episode three of Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. I really hope you enjoyed this interview with president and CEO of Water Valley Company, uh, Martin Lind. I really hope this you are able to learn from just another story. And uh, that's the whole purpose behind this podcast is bringing on people to help them share their stories. And hopefully you can learn something and it, hopefully it adds value uh, wherever you're at in, in your life. Um, so Navigation Discovery uh, is also a book that I recently published. Um, if you haven't gotten your copy yet, or we, if you would like to gift this copy to someone, uh, you can get your copy today at CameronSingBook.com. Again, the website is CameronSingBook.com. And uh, really hope you can uh, dive into the book, get a copy. Uh, I also have the study guide available and also some other bundles if you're looking to gift this to uh, someone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in on Navigation Discovery with Cameron Singh. Uh, tune in next week for another amazing interview. And uh, if you also, if you haven't uh, watched some of the previous episodes, you can catch it on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. And uh, thank you again for tuning in.